every 10 or 15 years, a film is produced that is so overwhelming, so forceful in its impact, that it becomes deeply embedded in the mind. Persons under 18 will not be admitted. This is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Muller Band. Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy Palco from The Walking Dead, and this is Still Toking Wit. Hey, everybody. This is Ed Scalia, and I'm going to be on Still Toking Wit on Dorkinate. Podcast Network. Be there. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You're watching Still Token With. My name's Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. And uh, before we get into tonight's episode, I just have to say, Martha, why do you have to say that name? Sorry. Dorks will get that. You just dorked out, like, instantly. Oh, yeah, I'm excited because you don't understand. She... Uh, oh, our, oh, I do understand. Oh, yeah. our, our guest is my favorite version of Martha. My absolute favorite version of Martha. But anyway, you know, you don't want to hear from me. Here, here's Benjamin. I, I'm, I'm super psyched as well. I mean, we've had a lot of amazing, amazing guests over the past three and a half years, but very, very few of them were legendary. Oh and tonight, we definitely have a legendary guest with us. 146 plus actor credits, made appearances in just about anything you can think of. So I'm just going to leave it there because we have a ton to talk about in Oh, and 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 a scare away right away. (laughs) And and you're forgetting a pivotal character in one of the best movies like in a long time, Knives Out. Uh, But yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Jeffrey, hey, hey, happy Wednesday! Happy Wednesday! It is Wednesday, right? You're here. I'm here. Leo's here, so it must be Wednesday. It must be Wednesday. Must be Wednesday. I'm excited. I am. I'm excited. Let's just get right into it. Let's bring in K. No period. Callan. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. You guys are hilarious and so sweet. I loved all the things you said. Thank you. Uh, 
absolutely love it. And, and uh, I'm just going to share this real fast because I, I dork out. Like, uh, The Adventures of Lois and Clark was it's one of my all time favorite uh, Superman uh, shows. And and I got this picture taken with Dean Kane a while ago. Actually, uh, scary enough, I'm pretty sure this was at Chiller Theater Expo, which you're going to be at shortly. Yes, with Dean, and I haven't seen him since we wrapped the show. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, you, you've played my absolute favorite version of Martha in, in all the incarnations of, you know, Superman. Yeah. I'm going to stop geeking out right now. So. It, was such, <laughs> it was such a gift to get to do that. Um, uh, Deborah Joy Levine, who wrote the character, uh, when, when I was going in for the audition, I was like, I couldn't figure out what to do. Should I go in wearing like a little flowered blouse, which is how we think of Martha, you know, and we see her in all the comic books. But in the script, in the pilot, although we didn't shoot it because it rained and they ran out of money, you were supposed to see her for the first time welding. And I actually learned to weld uh, for this, not knowing how dangerous it was. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, um, so when I went in for the audition, I, I went through this whole crisis. But I, I ended up wearing like a, a red, my red um, like um, suit that you work out in. And, uh, and I went in and all the other women who were there were in little flowered blouses. And I was like, oh, this is such a bad idea. But then I ended up getting it. And originally, I was just supposed to be in the pilot. But then uh, the testing, when they showed, you know, the 10 minutes or whatever that they sent around to affiliates, uh, they liked both Eddie and I's appearance. And so we were added to the show for 10 of 13, which was just great. What a, what a gift. It was a part really written for me. I have I have enough fabric in my house, even today, to have done his his Superman costume. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Wow. I mean, you know, I grew up back in the 70s and into the 80s watching all of these TV shows that you did cameos on. And uh, I was blown away when I started looking it up. I really was right? because I never connected the dots until I started seeing all of these shows. That's because there's no period in her name. You can't connect them. No dots. There's no yeah, dots. I know. I know. And I made that image. I apologize for giving you a period. Uh, that's all right. Many people are worried about that. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, uh, I mean, but... Go ahead, Leo. No, no, I was going to say you talking about all these shows, you know, growing up and, and like, you know, I, I saw like even like Barney Miller and then the crossover fish. You're both right. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, went back Quincy, into the new heart. Yeah. Lou Grant. I mean, I grew up. I, that, that's that was that was television in the day. It right? was. It really was. The, it was Wal the Waltons. Yeah. the Waltons. I mean, Private Benjamin. Yeah, Night Court, Quantum Leap. I mean, we could sit here literally for the entire show, folks, and mention these amazing shows that she's been in. Go ahead. I know somebody had a question. I just cut them off. I mean, I, you I mentioned out a you mentioned Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap's back, and uh, it, it's, yeah. it's not. The it's same. not nearly as good, though. It, it's it's, it's, it's connections to the original. It's just yeah, not I know, but there, there's a new show coming on that I guessed it on this summer called Poker Face. Have you heard about it? It's not on yet. It's Ooh. by Ryan Johnson, who did Knives Out. 
And it's a murder anthology of the week, you know, like um, Angela Lansbury and those other shows that were on. Mm-hmm. And um, and it has elements of Quantum Leap on it. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So so that um, Natasha Leon is the star. You know, she was in Russian Doll and, and Orange is the New Black and like that. And so the concept of it is in, in the same way that in Knives Out, our heroine could not tell a lie. In this, she can tell when people are lying. And so hence the whole murder mystery and she always knows, et cetera. Oh, wow. Uh, we'll have to check that out. Yeah, uh, Ron Perlman's in it, Nick Nolte, Tim Blake Nelson, jo- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Adrian wow. Brody. Oh, wow. when, when's that going to be? Are awesome, you getting, there's, two, there's two things called Poker Face. One is a film, and one is the television series. Because I noticed on my IMDb, uh, it said Poker Face, but then it said a bunch of actors that I didn't recognize. And when I went in, they had, they had posted it in the wrong place. But this okay. is Natasha Leon and th- those people you mentioned, I they may be on it, you know, may have been on it, but I didn't know about it. I was only there for one time. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'm looking at the um yeah, Natasha Leon. Producer yep. Ryan, yeah. Uh yeah, poker face, yep, season yeah. one. Wow, love to check that out. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking for I think mean, they just finished shooting it. I was there for about episode seven. Um, but anyway, Ryan Johnson is so clever. You know, he's just such a great writer and director and everything else. So, so you're looking forward to Chiller. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Chiller. I've always heard about Chiller. Ooh, Chiller. And so I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm flying to New Jersey <laughs> for Chiller. So when, when is that, Leo? Uh, Chiller, hold on. I Halloween have... weekend. Halloween yeah. Weekend. October 28th uh, through the 30th uh, this year in the Hilton Parsippany, New Jersey. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Chiller's a lot of fun. And, and it's a great location as well. I mean, yeah. It, yeah it, it's a huge amount of space for, for not only the amount of guests that they get, but uh, also, you know, uh, for the amount of people that go there. Like last time we went there, the, the line to get in was absolutely insane. Really? I'm very excited. I've never I've never been to any like really big ones. This is a good one to go to. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm shocked that you've never been to some really big ones with your resume. Well, thank you. But uh, for a long time, I didn't really even understand the concept of these. Like once years, years, years ago, I was invited to one for a quantum leap, actually. And, uh, and maybe another one for Carnival or something. And anyway, I just didn't understand the whole thing. And so I just sat at this table and I didn't understand. They wanted pictures of you from all these things. You know, I'm just sitting there with my, my eight by 10 glasses and people just streaming by. So it was only when somebody a few years ago asked me if I'd ever done this and said, here, you know, let's do this. And, And so I haven't, the biggest one I've done, and I've only done a couple is the one I did in Metropolis. I didn't even know Metropolis existed. That was really cool. Those people were adorable. I can just imagine. I mean, with all the shows you've been in, people could bring some pretty strange things to be signed. I'm so glad you asked. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> in Metropolis, you know, at, at, at that Lois, at that Superman, which is all Superman. So there were three or four of us from different shows. And so there, you know, there's a chair over here and a chair, a table over here and a table over here. And these people come up to me. These people come in, they're carrying this box. 
and they were talking to me and they said, uh, you know, George was just such a fan and he loved you so much. And uh, here's George. And would you, would you autograph <laughs> the box that had his ashes in it? <laughs> and I'm like, sure. And every, everybody else in the room had been kind of watching because they kind of got what was going on. And they were like, wow, you're just great with that. And I was like, well, why wouldn't I be? I just thought that was really nice that they had brought George and he had died before I got there, but they had brought it anyway. And, and so it was, it was really fun. Wow. Was, oh, you signed the dead guy. That's pretty I cool. I signed the dead guy. And then there was a picture of me and the dead guy and the whole family, you know. The- <laughs> It's really, wow. it's lovely. That's I love that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's um yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> I'm gonna have to tell my wife, no, 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 you don't stick me in the ground, can me around all these cons and get signatures on my own. <laughs> right? I want them all. <laughs> why, why else? You know, put it in a box, not in an urn, something you can sign. I think really would be fun. <laughs> all the all the signatures you never got when you were alive, you're your wife or your children are on this pilgrimage to gather. Wow. I'd have to get a really big box for me, though. Yeah. Because there's a lot of signatures that I don't have that I still want. Right. Well, you, you could do what uh, – there was a comic artist a while ago that had his ashes put in the ink. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, yep. a comic printed with it. You could do that. I did for you that day. Yeah. There you go, there you go Jeff. That'll be the last comic that we print. What, with my ink? Well, that's if you go before me. Whoever goes first. Whoever goes first. You go first. You're going to be in the pavement. Who, me? (laughs) Wow. I used to like you. I used to like you. I like Leo more now. Wow. Uh, In the pavement, uh, Jeff, you're saying you're connected? What, in the pavement? We can just mix them up with the tire. Roll them out. Okay. Well, then you said you have a lot of signatures you want. What's number one on your list that you don't have yet? Uh, yours. Uh, that was that was a setup. <laughs> Who else? Right. Right. Also a suck up. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. Either way, either way is good. <laughs> so hey, it worked, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, no, signature I would like would be uh, like Jean Claude Van Damme, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, he's on my yeah. list, but you know. Well, it, it's not Jean. It's not Jean Claude, but Bolo Young is going to be at Chiller. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. We might have to take a ride to Chiller. Yeah. Uh, Cheech Marin's going to be there. Yeah. I met him last weekend. Okay. Yeah, Jeff met him last weekend. Chrissy Brinkley. They're doing an ET reunion. Yeah, but you forgetting about the one of the best Lois and Clark reunion. Yeah, K is going to be there. That's right. Oh, yeah. So K to what? To, K and Dean are going to be. K and Dean. So to the viewers, I mean, we got a lot of people watching, yeah. uh, and people that are going to be listening. Get off your ass and go to Chilla next. Yeah, I'm very next, excited. Next weekend? Next weekend. Last weekend of October. Weekend next. That weekend after next. Two weekends. Yeah, two weekends away. Yeah. Uh, Pops, I think he might be several years too late for that. Yes, Pops. Yeah, you, You'd you have, to have to sign, sign his, his box. box. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice. So, uh, yeah, Chiller's uh, October 28th through the 30th, and that's in Parsippany, New York, uh, New Jersey. New Parsippany, Jersey. New Jersey. 
New Jersey. It's, it's like, New like York. right over the right over the line, I think. Right over the line, yeah. yeah New York, yeah. New Jersey, it's all the same. You just right. have to swim across the Hudson, and you're there. Yeah, right. Yeah, you'd you'd get there faster swimming across the Hudson. <laughs> right. You know, trying to go over the GW. Well, yeah, but they do have a train that goes pretty fast. But that's true. Which I only discovered. I, I had flown in and out of New Jersey for many years, and then somebody said the train, and I'm like, oh, okay. And the train was just like you go from the airport, you get on the train, and you're you're in a, a Penn Station. It's very really fabulous. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Every day we learn something new. Right? So I know I know somebody's got a question. I can see the well, two of you itching. I, yeah, I, I'm really curious. Uh, it's This is going to go way back a bit, but I'm really curious on your all in the family. Ah, you beat and me the, to it. Yeah, no, because I, <clears throat> I, was, I was reading about that, and I was like, uh -huh. well, okay. Because I know that that show was like on the edge, even for its time. Oh, particularly for its time. Have you seen it? It's it's on YouTube. You can see it anytime you want. No, I've got to go see it. I just learned about this like a half an hour ago. Oh, it's it's yeah. uh, it's like twenty two minutes or something, and it's on YouTube. It's called um, Cousin Liz, mm -hmm. all in the family. Cousin Liz. Cousin Liz, and at the time, it was um, Anita Bryant. You remember Anita Bryant? She was. Yep. Uh, she was a spokesperson for Orange Juice or whatever, and she was extremely conservative. And she had a whole campaign against gay school teachers. Mm -hmm. And so this was Norman's answer to that. And uh, and it was a wonderful episode. And I didn't find out until many years later. Now, my folks lived in, I'm from Texas, and my folks are in Texas. And so when I was going to be on All in the Family, they gathered my aunt and uncle from Nebraska were in town my brother and his wife came over and they all sat in front of the television to watch me on all in the family. And I didn't know this until years later, my brother told me that they were all excited before and then they watched it. And then they just talked to each other like nothing had happened. They must, they were, I guess they were really upset that I was playing a gay person. I have no idea. And people have asked me, it wasn't that a big, career move and, and a scary thing for you. And it was like, why well, didn't think so? It's, I never thought that even, it never even occurred to me. Um, no, it's a comedy show. Why yeah. would you think that? You know? <laughs> well, and, and the thing that was so great about All in the Family was that they presented two points of view. Like on that show, Edith and Archie have this, have the argument because on the show, it's, it's cousin Liz was, was Edith's cousin Liz and she has died and she was an old maid school teacher. And so the whole first act is Edith and Archie. They're driving, they've driven on the way, and now they're in a motel room talking about Cousin Liz and the, the reception tomorrow and so forth. And and um, and Archie wants to know if, uh, was there anything in the will? Was there anything, you know, they could get something out of it. And Edith says that, uh, well, no, there's the only thing they had was this uh, sterling silver tea service, you know, that had been in the family for years. And so... So Archie's already thinking about selling it and taking a trip and going to California on the trip. And, and so then that's the first act. And then the second act is at the, is at the wake and there's all these people around. And, and I hear, I see them looking at the Sterling Silver Tea Service and I hear Archie saying those things. So I ask, I ask Edith if I can have a word with her. So I say, can I come? We go in the bedroom. And so, uh, Edith says, oh, this is a nice room. Was, was this Liz's room? And I go, well, it was our room. And she's like, 
And so I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, I heard you talking about the tea service and I know it's been in the family for years, but, but we were like family. And every day when we got home from school, we would have tea and talk. And is there any way, you know, I would get it back to your family. And, and she says, Oh, well, it's going to be in the family. I said, well, we were like family. I keep trying to get her to understand and she just doesn't get it and then doesn't get it. And then finally it's like, oh, <laughs> she gets it. And so then then so then there's the debate when Archie finds out about it and he's gonna report me and then I'm gonna lose my job. And then I've had I've had young gay men stop me all over the world and say that they had seen that and that they were like eight or they were something and they knew they were gay. And that their their family, particularly their fathers, were very anti-gay. And when they saw that episode, they said, well, I guess they're just regular people, too. And it really turned things around for a lot of people. So mm -hmm. it's a, a wonderful episode. And they play it all the time. And after a while, when people would get in touch with me, I was like, wait. And I put them in touch with the writers. I'm just the face of it. You know, the writers are what wrote or who wrote all that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you portrayed it. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that actually won an Emmy, didn't it? It did. Right. Yeah. That's, Emmy, I mean, writer. that was, I believe, 1977? Yeah, I think that's when it was. I just I got to LA in 76. Yeah. Look, look, I have to cheat and look at my show notes. That's it was right. 1977. I mean, that that's just an amazing, an amazing feat. See, like I said at the beginning no. of the show, folks. No. Well, it was so controversial. I read that they didn't even want to air it. They weren't no, they weren't going to air it. The CBS said they weren't going to air it. And Norman, who had on One Day at a Time, All in the Family, um, the Jeffersons, and Maud, and whatever at the time, he said, then you won't show any of my other shows. And then they decided they would air it. See? And Norman's still, Norma still around doing wonderful things. That's awesome. Classics. Classics. Right. Uh, Pops is asking, which role do you look back on most fondly? Well, I obviously look back on that that part because it was such such amazing writing. I don't know. It's hard. It's interesting. Um, I look back on a film I did, A Touch of Class, with Linda Jackson and George Siegel, and it was I, I, I went abroad to shoot it. You know, that was very exciting. And luckily, I, Linda Jackson was already a giant star at the time, but I, I really kind of, I had just come to New York in 1968. I had been in Texas and in Oklahoma, and I got divorced and went to New York and started my career all over again. And I was really green, and I didn't really know a lot of things that other people my age would have known. And so um, when, I, when I got the part, uh, I was told, well, you should go see, Glenda was in a film called Women in Love, which I went to see, and I thought, well, that was fine. But to me, she was just like another actress. And so that was so great, because when I was there, I was not fanning out or anything. I was just acting like a computer person. And then when I got home, she had done a series on PBS about Queen Elizabeth that was just so incredible, so incredible. And I wrote her, and I said, I'm so glad I didn't see that beforehand, because I would never have been able to just be a regular person around you. But anyway, that was a real treat because I got to go abroad. And um, I don't know, uh, certainly Knives Out was it was a very exciting thing to get to do. Uh, and um, what was great about it was that if you read the script, 
you know, I have very few lines, but what was great is that they had to cut to me. It doesn't really matter. You can have a lot of lines. If the camera isn't on you, it just doesn't count. But they had to cut to me because I was always a plot point when they cut to me. So it was a, it was a, it was a great experience and that fabulous cast. Yeah, Knives Out was spectacular, and, and I mean, you're 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 the pivotal the pivotal clue in the whole thing too. Uh, you know, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it, shame on you. It's an amazing movie. Well, here's a funny thing. So I, I was the pivotal clue, right? Yeah. Well, then uh, last year or the year before, I did an episode of NCIS, mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> I didn't really realize it until I saw it on television. So I, I read the script. And so it was a story about, you know, a, a, a mystery. Somebody had died, et cetera, as those are. And they kept saying, it's like an Agatha Christie novel. It's like an Agatha Christie novel. And so, fine. And so, anyway, so at the end of the, at the, end of the episode, I come in and supply the, the pivotal clue. And it was like, I just laughed so much. It's like, that writer they were so clever and that's why they cast me but until i saw it i television, i didn't figure it out <laughs> wow and Jeff, you've seen you've seen knives out right i have no not. i have not i just I'm wrote sure. it down it's on my list now it's oh yeah I, I did too it's so clever uh, yeah i i've seen it like three or four times already it is well then you watched it for us no, uh, you need to watch it right now yourself. So, Leo, yes. where, can, where can all these viewers and listeners find out about this legendary guest we have? Well, we have all the links in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And, you know, if you want to meet Kay, which why wouldn't you? There's going to be a uh, Lois and Clark reunion at Chiller Theater Expo, and that's in Parsippany, New, uh, New Jersey, which is right <laughs> outside of New York. Uh, well, he's put he's pushing the button, the correct buttons tonight, Jeff. He's just yeah. screwing up the states. It's all good. <laughs> right, that's well, all. Right. Well, he's from Connecticut. What do you want? Hey, hey, hey! You can see the New York skyline <laughs> from there, so it's it's New York. It's know. very close. Yeah. Uh, no, but I did write that down. It's it's on my list to watch. Yeah, I just did too. Oh, I did it. At and the actually, I, you know, I've I, I've probably seen that all in the family episode, but I've got to rewatch mm -hmm. it now. So yeah, you probably have. Um, because it was very popular at the time. And we were all watching on the family in those years. It was just, that was back when we all watched the same thing at the same time and then got to talk about it the next time. Well, so we had 13 channels to pick from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now there's 13,000. Yeah. It's right? just, I've got such a list of things that I really want to watch that, you know, people have said and I've read about. And it's like, I want to watch these. And then I'll sit down sometimes. If I don't have my list, I can't figure out anything to watch. <laughs> Right. And then you're searching and searching and searching. It's like, well, it's playing over here or it's playing over there. Over here, it's $2.99. Over here, you can rent it or you can buy it. Right. You know, well, sometimes I paid for something that on another streaming thing that I already had, I could have had it for free, but I didn't, I didn't research it appropriately. I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then I act like $2.99 is going to break me. Why did I spend $2.99 when I could have had it for free? <laughs> See now I go. Why did I spend two ninety nine on that? Right. I should have waited till it was free. Right. In five years, it would have still been good. Right. 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 So I'll send out the message. Is there anybody that you haven't worked with that you would really, really like to be able to work with? 
oh, I'd love to work with Steven Spielberg. Uh, you know, there's just, you know, well, frequently I will see somebody who did I just see, oh, I saw um, an international film uh, and it was called um, Argentina 1985. I just saw it two days ago. It's a, it's not a documentary, but it's based on a real thing. And this actor, I'm so sorry, I don't remember his name. He's, uh, I guess he's Hispanic and a Hispanic actor with a long, but I just, I just watched that. And I, the things he made me feel, and I just thought, oh my gosh, he was just so wonderful. I'd love to work with him. Uh, but there's zillions of people that I'd be thrilled to work with. Right. Good question. Good answer. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, give me a job. I'll work with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably. I'm going to steal Ben's thunder again, unless you're quick enough. Go ahead. You also did a little bit of voice acting. I did. I did on um, what is it? Uh, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yes. interesting. I auditioned for that part. Uh, it was a you know a recurring part. At the, at long before and had like 10 auditions and didn't get it. And then I can't remember um, some country Western star whose name we would all know if I could think of it, got it and then she died. And so then I went back and auditioned another like 10 times. It was amazing. Uh, and then I just did a few, I don't know, like five or six or something. So I don't know whether somebody else has carried on or they just haven't had that character back. Yeah, it was really fun to get to go do that. Um, there's a whole group of voice actors who get to you know do that all the time, but a lot of them don't get to be on camera. So I was excited right, to yeah. get to do that. Yeah, from what I read, there was um, there were three voice actors uh, for that one character. Who was the other one? Do you know? I no, I only wrote down your stuff. I didn't care about them. Good going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wait a minute. Now who's now who's sucking up? I'll take it. <laughs> but no, I know there was three, which I yeah. thought was interesting because I didn't, you know, it must be pretty difficult in a popular show like that to change the voices of some of the characters. Well, I think that show is so popular that they nobody cares, you know. Yeah, and, do that. and they have um, they have a whole group of people who just do all the voices on that particular show. You know, somebody would do like five regular different voices on it. And, and I've, I've never had much of a career as a voice actor. And I remember when I first got to New York and I was starving and, you know, trying to cobble together something and you could, um, you, you, they, they liked actors to do um, books on tape for the blind. You would do it for free. They wouldn't even take me for free. It was just very sad. <laughs> wow. That's not nice. No, that's um, not nice. There are lots of jobs that actors don't get for free. You know, they do lots of plays and they have lots of castings for it. You know, thank God for our unions, for Screen Actors Guild and for equity. It's like, you know, actors, you know, they just work for free. And if we didn't have a contract, you know, we just wouldn't have it's it's shocking. And gratifying to me to know that George Murphy and all those actors in like, I think the thirties who came together and formed the Screen Actors Guild, uh, which is, was a very hard thing to do. And the studios were very against it. And that's where the blacklist ultimately came from is about those actors who were trying to form a union. And so I, my thanks is to them all the time. I value my union. Um, when I was, 
when I was 30 and so forth, it never occurred to me that I would ever need a pension. I'll never be old. It's like, thank you, God, I have a pension. You know, it's funny. Right. Yeah. Now, do you think that's just because, you know, you know, being an actor or an actress is like a child, it's a child's dream, you know? I mean, people grow up wanting to be that, thinking the lights and the, the lust and, and everything that surrounds it. Do you, you know, and I, I can see that the film industry was taking advantage of, you know, people's dreams way back in the yeah, day. So, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's just not cool. The whole theatrical profession, any, any, well, pff, workers get exploited all the time, you know, at Amazon, for goodness sakes, you don't have to be an app, uh, be an actor. But I think, um, I think, I don't know, you know, I, I, from the, ever since I can remember, I wanted to be an actor. Uh, I didn't tell my family I wanted to be an actor, which it turns out they knew that I was going to do that. But I didn't know that for many years until after I was an actor. Because, you know, people would just think you're crazy if you want to be an actor. You know, who do you think you are? Um, I think, yeah, a lot of people, I feel like everybody would. There are actually people who wouldn't want to be actors, which shocks me. I would think everybody would want to be. But, but ultimately... You know, one's idea of being an actor and actually being an actor are really two different things. It's a really hard profession. Uh, and I know I just got back from Switzerland from filming and I had written a niece in Texas. I sent a picture, you know, she asked me about something I said in Switzerland. She was like, gosh, actors have such interesting lives. And I said, yes. And the rest of the time they get rejected because that's mm -hmm. it's a really hard business. You have to be really driven. Um, you know, in addition to acting, I've written a bunch of books for actors, writers and directors about how to get work in the business, yes. not how to act, but how to get work. And, mm -hmm. and so I've interviewed lots of people. I'm always interested in people's journeys, no matter what they, they're doing. Like, how did you get started doing this and how did that happen? And my conclusion after all the people and I've been doing some version of these books for like 30 years or more. My conclusion is that most people who come to the business, actors, writers, or directors, come to the business from a background of real or imagined rejection, making it really something that they are going to work really hard to get to get that acceptance that they never got and to become visible, which they never did. And also the rejection they're already used to because they grew up, you know, an invisible kind of state. And so they think it's going to fix them if they get that. It doesn't fix you. You know, you get to do that. But luckily, maybe along the way, you got some therapy or some self-knowledge someplace. And so you're in a much better place. I don't think therapy really fixes you. It just teaches you what to do with what you've got. <laughs> do the best right. you can with it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think uh, I think that's what I think about people. Because you've got to have a tremendous, <laughs> a regular person when put up. It's too hard. Right. Now yeah, she beat, be able she to, beat yeah, me yeah. to that. She beat me to bringing up the uh, the books as an author. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be. I love yeah. it. I, I just have to sit here and look pretty. Yeah. Well, for those of you yeah. watching live, I just put it in the chat, and it's also in the show notes up above or down below. Uh, but the direct link where people can order your books, uh, they can order them right from your website. Looks like. Um, well, now, you, you can, but you really can't. Okay. Uh, because the newest uh, the newest edition of anything I have is the new edition of how to sell yourself as an actor. And I don't really have those on there. I need to change my website. You can get those, you know, Drama Bookshop and Larry Edmonds and and online and Amazon, too. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. The Amazon link is in the show notes, Leo. 
up above or down below. But thanks for mentioning my website. Go to, go to my website. I got a lot of cool stuff there. Totally. Absolutely. And that's also in the show notes, up above or down below. <laughs> we don't play here. It's all there. You guys are, you guys are serious. You're down to, down to business. Well, I wouldn't say that. Would, that's kind of stretching it. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> so tell us about this short film, Shedding Angels, that you uh, – we, we, we talked a little prior to the show, and you were very excited about it. Yes. Uh, last year – uh, not this year, but 2021, uh, in about March, uh, I was uh, given the opportunity to work in a thesis film for a young man for his AFI thesis film. It was a two-character piece called Shedding Angels. And so um, we did the film. And uh, during that time, I, I'm also a member of the Motion Picture Academy, and I I judged the student films in the various contests of one kind or another. I said, you're going to want to you know, enter this. And the other film that he had done that got him into AFI, they, they never entered that, which is a magnificent movie, which is, has lent itself to a feature that I just worked on. But anyway, so, so we did that film. And then ultimately, he graduated from AFI and he entered that film into competition at the Motion Picture Academy. And now he's... He's one of three finalists for the narrative uh, first, second, or third place for film at the Academy Award. And tomorrow night is when they're going to give that award out. And they would have flown him from Switzerland, where it's the last day of his feature, and he couldn't come. Uh, but they had everybody uh, give an acceptance speech in case they won. But I'm going to go and, and be there and applaud wildly. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's another one, folks, to check out. Yeah, right, and right. I, think, I think you can see it uh, online, or if not right this minute, you will be able to. But the other thing to look for online is the short film that got him into AFI in the first place. Uh, they don't take seniors from high school usually, and he not only got into AFI, but he sold that film to Searchlight. And that film is called So Like Sewing a Dress, S-E-W, So Torn. So if you go online, you can see that film, which is really very singular and interesting. And then that's the jumping off point for the for the film that that I just did for him. And um, in this in this film, spoiler alert, I play the sheriff, the notary, and the justice of the peace. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a threefer. That's a three for, yeah. It's a very charming, interesting thriller. Uh, if you look at Shedding Angels, you can see how how interesting his brain is. And if you look at So Torn, the short version of So Torn, which is only like 20 minutes, it's just so interesting. And when I see filmmakers and writers like this, I look at the material and I go, how do they think of these things? I mean, there are regular things that you see and you think, well, I understand that. But you see somebody with a really interesting brain and you go, where does that come from? It's really interesting. I don't know. I, people look at me. I have an interesting brain. They just think I'm fucked up. <laughs> well, that's interesting, too. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ben? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've known you for, what, almost 37 years. Yep. Do all three of you know each other for 37 years? No, no unfortunately. Uh, I've known Jeff for going on 37 years. We've known Leo now 
four, four and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jeff and I actually wrote a wrote a novel together. Oh, about four years ago. And then we turned it into a comic book series. Uh, And and that's actually how we met Leo is he was actually he was one of our very first interviews. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and here we are now with our own online show and And it feels a hell of a lot longer than five years. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) their time is so squishy. You know, sometimes you know somebody and you can say a hell of a lot longer, but that really means I feel like I've known them forever. Right. right. Well, that's how I Uh, took it, Leo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, in all (laughs) seriousness. (laughs) Oh, I thought I I took it as like, geez, I really know four and a half years. Oh, my God. I thought he was saying, too. Oh uh, no, ben, ben and Jeff are great guys, and and you know I, I'm blessed to know them, and you know it's it's uh, it's been been a fun trip, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's been one hell of a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, but we 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 keep the train on the rails as best as we can. Yes, we do. Yes, yeah. we do. Uh, speaking right. of rails, you know, uh, Kay's going to be taking a train over to Parsippany, uh, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> I keep on saying New York, uh, October 28th through the 30th for Chiller Theater Expo. And uh, if you've never been to Chiller, definitely check it out. It's an awesome convention. Uh, we've been there a bunch of times. And, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. So you you must have did your research on our guest, Leo, right? That's why you keep saying New York, because she actually studied drama at HB Studios in Greenwich Village in New York. Yes. Is that why? Are you, are you... No, my brain's just fucked up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I kept them on the rails as long as I could, Kay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, even when you fly into Newark Airport in New Jersey online, it does say New York. So, you know, you're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. We think of it as all one big metropolitan area. Totally. Yeah. Well, it kind of is, you know. Because it is. All right. So, you guys, I'm, I'm assuming everybody did their research on our guest tonight, right? So, I'm going to ask a question. She played the wife of an actor in two separate shows, one being Joe's World and one being Sane Elsewhere. Who's the actor? I actually know. I would hope so. (laughs) I actually know too. But if they did their research, it was right there in big letters. Boom. Well, I look for the little things. Well, it was in little letters too. Right, um, a lot. Not everybody knows Ray Barry's name. No. So yeah. who who was it, Kay? It was Ray Barry. There you go. Right. But okay. no, played, see, played his that. wife in two separate shows. Right. So here's here's a little known fact that you won't probably see unless you really had a little microscope. Uh, years ago, I was on in a TV movie, can I remember the name of it? Not right this minute, Scoey Mitchell produced it, I know. But I played the mother of Jason Bateman. And he he and the other little boy who played our sons, they were like eight and nine, something like that. And uh, and Scoey wanted us to go out and go bowling or do something as a family so we'd have that kind of bond. And I just remember Gordon Jump was my husband and that, and we went out and we were, you know, driving through the bowling alley. And these two boys, little boys in the back seat, 
they they were like Steven Spielberg talking about film. I mean, they were already at that age. I'm totally not surprised that Jason has become who he is. I mean, because there, there was just such a an intelligence about film. They were far ahead of Gordon and I. They were just amazing. That must have been uh, around the time of like Silver Spoons, right? Probably. Yeah, it was around the time of Silver Spoons. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the name of that, A Little More Love. I can't remember the name, but I have to look up Gordon's Gordon's uh, credits and see what he had that I was also in. Uh, it's just so interesting. All the people, you know, I've worked with through time and you said, uh, well, I should remember, but you know, before I was was fortunate enough to start doing film and television, I did a lot of commercials in New York. I was very fortunate. And there are people, guys I was married to in commercials who would come up to me and say, hey, you remember? It's like, no, I don't remember at all. Uh, although some, I, there was one, um, Dan Rezin, I think we had three or four different commercials that we did together. So I remember him fondly. That's awesome. Cool. But you yeah, get your you get your start like Ben said on stage. Yes, I'm finding a lot of a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's what most actors want if they have you know back in Texas, which is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. I got my um, and you know and I studied in college, but I I accidentally tripled stumbled you accidentally and stumbled are probably the same thing, and so I just should have said one of them, but. I was in school and I, I went to school outside of Dallas, like 40 miles or something. So I'd gotten a free ride home with a, a, a fellow student who was going to the Margot Jones Theater where he was working on a show. And that was a, a famous theater in the round in Dallas that was world famous that I, as a would-be actor, ridiculously kind of just knew there was this theater there. And once I'd been to it, I didn't realize that it was such a big deal. So I went with him and I was sitting in the theater where they were rehearsing and I was waiting for my sister to pick me up so I could go get my eyeglasses. And while I'm sitting there, somebody didn't show up. And Margot turned to me in the audience and pointed at me and she said, are you an actor? And I said, yes. And she said, get on the stage. And so I did. But I wasn't at all nervous because A, I didn't really realize how important she was. And B, I thought, well, there's no way I could do this part anyway, because I have to be in the dorm every night at 1050. And it's, you know, an hour and a half away, et cetera, et cetera. So they were doing Inherit the Wind, which was a very famous play. Margot had had discovered that play. It went on to like big deal on Broadway and then a film also. And I just had a little part. But anyway, I did what I needed to do. And then I went to the Dean of Women at my school to say, you know, can I do this? And she was like, what a wonderful opportunity, of course. And so, so I, I got to do that and a couple of other shows there. So I, I had started and, and of course, my, my idea of being an actor was to study in New York and become a real actor and then go to LA because it was Betty Grable movies that had inspired me to be an actor. Because she did all these show business, you know, shows about show business, and it looks right. so great. And so, so anyway, so that, that she just answered another question that I had: Who were your inspirations? Right. So, you know. <clears throat> well, uh, more about that is that. Uh, so that summer when I worked at Margot's and I did several shows was the first summer I and you didn't get paid, of course, because you're that age and etc. And but it was the first time that I didn't get a summer job. And so then in August, the theater was dark and I had a, a month before school started. 
So I thought, well, and I couldn't get a job job. And so I thought, I wonder if there are agents in Dallas, Texas. So I went into the Yellow Pages and I saw this. They said, Molly O'Day Agency. So I said, okay. So I, I put on my little Easter outfit and my gloves and I get on the bus and I go to the Molly O'Day Agency. And this is actually, in Betty Grable movies, she would go and try out for things. So I go into the Molly O'Day Agency and I say, hi, I'm a singer. And she says, uh, do, you have, do you have any music? And I get, maybe she has said a company. Do you have an accompanist? And I said, no. And I figured, now she'll throw me out. And then she said, well, do you have any music? And I said, no. And I figured, now she'll throw me out. And so she said, just a minute. So she went down the hall and she came back with an accordion player. And I sang, I'm looking over a four-leaf clover in C and you made me love you in B flat. And she sent the accordion player away. And she said, what do you say to $100 a week at Shepherd Air Force? Well, that was a lot of money. But not only that, I never figured it would get that far. So mm. I said, well, I don't know whether my daddy would let me do that. <laughs> <And she> said, <laughs> Go home and talk to your daddy. I was like 17. And I, I only found out about 20 years later that she called my father while I was on the way home and talked to him about it, et cetera. And, my, and, so, and, and I said, I don't know whether my father would let me do that. And I need to go back to school. And she said, well, you know, you go talk to your father, et cetera. So anyway, obviously, she talked to my father, and I got the job. Uh, and so I went to Shepherd Air Force Base. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I knew how to sing. I had sung mm -hmm. on, the, on the talent show at my college and so forth. And I, there were all those Betty Grable movies and everything else. And so I could sing. But I was really embarrassed to look at the audience. There were all those guys out there who were probably having impure thoughts, you know, and I was from Catholic school. <laughs> you know, so I was not a big hit, you know. I was, and before I left, though, this nun who was now the principal at the girls' Catholic high school that I had graduated from, not anybody I knew. I had been gone, and now she was there. And she called me before I left, and she had somehow heard about me. And since I had had two years of college and I had had professional experience, she could hire me to teach. If I would keep taking classes on the side, I could get an emergency teaching certificate. So she said, would I come and teach for her? And I was like, I'm going away to be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> and so a couple of weeks later when I came back or a month or whatever it was, and I was too naive and, and green about anything to know that even though school had already started, I could have gone, but I didn't know that. I thought I just missed the boat. So I called up Sister Justin and I said, hi. <laughs> and so she said, well, I need you to teach speech and drama. And would you also teach girls physical education? And see, when I was there, I mean, it's a very small school, like 100 girls, four classes. And when I was there, just some volunteer would come and like throw you a ball. That was PE. But in the meantime, I had skill courses. So I knew how to tumble and I knew how to um, basketball and volleyball and various other things. So I said, sure, I can do that. So, uh, so anyway, I, I thought I was just going to teach that one year and then go to New York at the end of the year. Uh, but I was wildly successful because I was so excited about it all. And I really knew how to do stuff. And then I just fell in love with my students. I just, it was, well, it was, I fell in love with them, but it was because they gave me so much back. You know, they really appreciated me. And it was, it was like being an actor, only they have to applaud, right? They're your student. Right. So, so anyway, that, that was my story about that. See, folks, like I said at the beginning, Legendary. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. 
Uh, so you you mentioned working with uh, Jason Bateman early on, early on with his, with his career. Uh, you also worked with uh, another actor very early in his career um, for an episode um, with Bosom Buddies. Tom uh, Hanks, my yes. son Tom Hanks, and you know he is. Yeah, every time I see him, I run into him from time to time. He always recognizes me. He's always very effusive Aww. and nice. He is the nicest guy in the world. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Another thing, like I said at the beginning of the show, we could have sat here for the entire show just listing off all the great shows that you have been part of in one way or another. So you, you really got to check out the show notes, people. Where are they, Leo? Yeah, up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And speaking of, we probably have about four more minutes with Kay uh, before Leo has to do his thing to get us out of here so that he can do his next show. Yep. Um, and Kay probably just wants to go. She's like, these guys, God. Yeah. <laughs> but just a reminder, uh, Kay is going to be in New Jersey, October 28th through the 30th, Parsippany uh, at Chiller Theater Expo. And uh, if you haven't heard me say it enough, that's a very fun convention to go to. You're going to be with Dean Kane doing a uh, Lois and Clark reunion, which is awesome. And they're also doing an ET reunion there as well. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. Uh, original ET from the theater from the movie is going to be there. That's very exciting. Oh. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Is, I'll, I'll have to ask Bill if D's going to be there. Yeah, D's going to be there. Is D, D going to be there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I know. I saw the name on there. Yeah, I might just have to take a trip. Yeah. Oh, do it. Do it. Come see me. Yeah, it's not. It's not that far of a drive. How far away are you? Well, I'm five just and a half hours. Yeah, we're about five about, and a half it'll hours. It'll be about five to six hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's about five and a half hours for us. We know because we travel down to Maryland and Virginia and for shows. So be, yeah, that might be well worth it. Yeah. Actually, no, you're going to be there. It definitely makes it well worth it. That's uh, what I'm there you go. There you go. There's there's that kiss up again. Right. <laughs> so, like I said, folks, we only have maybe like three minutes left. So if you've got questions, get them into the chat. Um, if you don't and you're just watching, well, then that's fine too. You know, what about my uh, counterpart here? Anybody else got any last questions for our, our legendary guest tonight? Uh, no, I pretty much hit everything. My big thing, like I said, was the, uh, uh, you know, the all in the family thing. Because yep. I, was, I was really interested in that. Uh, groundbreaking stuff. You were involved in a lot of groundbreaking was, stuff. Yeah, was, but you know, you don't know it's groundbreaking at the time. My no, first, of course film, not. my first film was a groundbreaking film with Peter Boyle, a film called Joe, uh, which yep. uh, was part of the zeitgeist as it turned out. Uh, but when I got the part, I was, I mean, it was just some in, you know, independent film that nobody ever heard of. And it was Susan Sarandon's first film. Uh, Peter Boyle became a star out of it. Um, I didn't became a star, become a star, but it put me in the system, and I got the New York Times reviews. But it was a, it's it's an amazing film of the times. Yeah. So. Well, I think I think things like that become groundbreaking long after they were first controversial. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So she's yeah, been I'll in be groundbreaking. Cool. She's been in space. I've been in space. Yeah. I figured one of you would have brought up Star Trek Deep Space Nine at one I, point or I, I it was on my list. I was going to bring it up. But okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, actually, 
actually, I was just going to ask uh, just real quick, since I know we only have a couple minutes left. I wanted to make sure I got this in. Uh, it, it's been a while since I saw the first episode of uh, Lois and Clark. I need to go back and rewatch it. I remember you making his suit being a controversial like uh, discussion back in the day. Um, well, I didn't realize that it was controversial, but I'm sure it was the line uh, that I said when... Uh, First of all, it's, it's, a, it's an adorable episode. Yeah. Great writing. You should look at it again. But he tries on all these different things that I've made. And then that's like the Superman. And then he he says something about, I can't remember what he says. It, and I think it's to this or to that. And I said, well, nobody's going to be looking at your face. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That was it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, Deborah Joy, which is what a great writer. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, I need to go back and rewatch that show. It was such a good show back. It then. was a good show. It was a good show. It was very clever. And Deborah Joy had such a a new take on the whole Superman, you know, um, re relationships and so forth. And unfortunately, she left the show. I guess in the third year, we had one year without her. But after she left, we Eddie and I, we didn't have, they just kind of wrote some lines and handed them to us. They were really interested in stunt casting and in big, you know, big stars, and so they just they they didn't take the care with it that she did in the same way. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Pops was asking, and well, this is for Deep Space Nine. Uh, and if you're a Deep Space Nine fan, check out Lower Decks. They just did like a love letter to Deep Space Nine. It, it was an awesome ep episode. Uh, but um, who did you get a chance to work with on Deep Space Nine? Uh, Pops was asking specifically for Michael Dorn. Um, I worked with Rene Auberjonois and then uh, with uh, Chris Sarandon. Um, and what was many interesting things about doing that, but, you know, you got to have all this prosthesis and stuff. And so, you know, you go over... And then, you know, pour a mold on your face and all that stuff and do that. But then every day you get there at like four in the morning for them to put everything on. And then when you wrap it like 10, there's another hour for them to take everything off. And when I first when I first got it and I was like the first two or three days, I was like, well, this is so exciting. This is so interesting. And then I thought it just be, must be a real drag to be on this show. There's no life other than this. You know, that's why they pay you the big bucks, because there's no time. If you're not already married, just forget it. You're never going to you know, have any kind of friends you know, during this. Uh, it's, it's a young person. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So with that being said. It's about that time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. There's, there it is, Steve. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. All that stuff. Wow. Leo, Leo's quick. He's I quick. Know. He's like, he's like, I know you only got a couple seconds, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, no, this no, pulled it up there, right there. It was a good right. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why he's the producer. <laughs> yes. He's the uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I know we got to wrap things up. Well, so that's uh, you have another show, and I we've do, kept K for quite some time, and I mean we had a blast. But oh, so, yeah. Leo, uh, do you think? Yeah, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. It could be true, it could be not. I'm not going to say which is which. <laughs> More importantly, I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. We got a ton of shows on a network. We're about to hit over 50 shows. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com. You can find all the latest episodes there. And uh, speaking of that, we're going to be doing a uh, episode uh, live at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. 
and uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, She-Hulk and uh, the new uh, Game of Thrones. A lot of stuff coming out. Uh, but with that, Kay, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Uh, well, people can interact on Facebook, but really I don't go there very often, uh, which is just terrible, but I don't. Uh, but go, just, you can write me on Facebook, but I, uh, if you, if, I don't know, just, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. That's just too hard a question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, uh, it, when you click on order, it brings up uh, email. Do you, do you prefer talking to people via email or? Yeah, you can write me by email. I really am good about uh, writing people back because I'm always so excited that they took the time to write. Yeah. That is awesome. And you can find all that information in the show notes up above or down below. Jeffrey. Hey, hey. I want to first let me thank Kay. Uh, no period, Kay, uh, for being on the show. This was fun. I reminisced a lot as I was doing my research so again thank you for that um where do we we go still token.com yeah still token.com everything's there our social media links are there you can go back and rewatch all of these episodes that we've been doing for the last almost three years now with mm -hmm. amazing guests like Kay. hers will be up there oh probably legendary legendary, legendary. why <laughs> i used the wrong word you said amazing. We have we've had a ton of amazing guests, but very few legendaries. If I want <laughs> if I want any shit out of you, I'll squeeze your head. All right. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. was my turn. Amazing, <laughs> legendary guests. Okay, thank you. But go to stilltalking.com. You'll find out everything you need to know about us, except for me. Hmm. <laughs> Benjamin, he's lying. Everything about him's up there. Trust me. I run the website. It's there. So, but no, like Jeff said, stilltoking.com. Want to thank Kay for hanging out with us tonight and uh, hopefully entertaining all of you viewers and our listeners later on. Definitely get down to Chiller. Don't miss it. You don't want to miss her. To all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Thank Bye. you, guys. So nice to meet so, you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye.